You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Monday morning, December 4th, the day after a Kansas City Chiefs loss on Sunday night football to the Green Bay Packers. Chiefs fall 27-19 in a rough game on Sunday night in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, um feels like we're all dragging a little bit here on Monday morning as the Kansas City Chiefs fall in what was a really ugly contest for the defending Super Bowl champions with the loss of the Green Bay Packers. The Chiefs fall to number four in the AFC right now with an eight and four record and the Buffalo Bills on tap. Just uh, a pretty forgettable performance by the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. Yeah, it was uh, it was not what you expected. I mean, you expect the Chiefs to be looking a little bit sharper, I think, to begin the game. Really interesting game plan by Green Bay, right? It was working in that that short area in the intermediate and not only having success against the Chiefs defense, which we haven't really seen um, the Chiefs defense falter until last week. And now this has been two weeks in a row where slow, slow starts to kickstart the game. And I think the key for Green Bay last night was ball control. You know, I, I think a lot of times uh, people are like, well, how do you beat Patrick Mahomes? And it's time of possession. It's also really hard to accomplish. But the Packers put on a clinic last night. And if you're able to get first downs uh, and limit the Chiefs to two possessions, and again, it's not as good of an offense as previous years. So you're ending up with field goals and instead of touchdowns. And you look up and you're in quite the hole at, at halftime. And so really beautiful a beautifully executed offensive game plan by Green Bay. And uh, when you're able to hold the Chiefs to two field goals in the red zone, that's going to change the dynamic of the game. Uh, and it almost uh, made the Chiefs a little bit more urgent coming out in the second half. Uh, still had a chance to win, uh, weren't able to get it done. And 
you know, I look at this game and Steve, uh, I know this fan base. I know our readership too well. It is going to be panic city all week. Uh, but I, I tend to think that when we get to the end of week 18, the Packers are going to be in the playoffs. Like I, I, I feel that way. I think they're good enough. I think they've hit their stride. Jordan love to me looks uh, like he has maybe top 10 upside, which I did not think ahead of the NFL season. Uh, and so Losing to a five and six team is never fun, uh, but I think you might, you know, get to the end of the season. I think they might be ten and seven, uh, eleven and, and six, and maybe in the NFL playoffs. And so, um, not that you want to lose to anyone, but I think it, it looks a lot worse than it will look right now. Yeah, and credit to Matt Lafleur and that Green Bay Packers coaching staff because I totally agree with you. They had a great game plan and. I mentioned it this past week when I sat down with our friend from Acme Packing Co., Justice Mosqueda, that you know I, I thought that game against the Raiders, the Raiders offensively really had a good blueprint against the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Packers' game plan was pretty similar to what the Raiders did last week. It's just that there's a, a talent uh, gap between the Raiders and the Packers. Like the Packers are a very young, talented, rising team that's playing really well right now and getting a ton out of their young quarterback in Jordan Love, who has really come on. And the Raiders are the Raiders. So even though the Raiders had success against the Chiefs last week uh, and they weren't able to put the full game together and execute and come up with like a huge upset win, the Packers do that on Sunday night and the Kansas City Chiefs did not lead in this game once the entire time. Like it was all Green Bay Packers. And even when the Chiefs you know, and we'll get into all the injuries and, and everything, because th this is uh, an impactful game that, that's going to has a chance to hurt the Chiefs here moving forward if they can't figure some things out. But uh, th this is the second week in a row now where teams are saying, okay, Spags, you're going to blitz the hell out of us. We know you want to bring the pressure, so we're going to get rid of the ball fast. We're going to run a lot. We're going to run hurry-up offense out of the gate to keep your defense on its toes, and it was super effective all night long, and then even when the Chiefs get on the field with the offense at the end of the game with the chance to try to you know, force a, a game-tying drive and force this thing to overtime or something – you just don't have any faith in the Chiefs offense right now. And they and they they proved that again last night in a loss to the Packers. Yeah, I, I you know, was talking to some colleagues about this game last night and, and talking to a few people this morning. And I think the Chiefs are still capable of winning a title with this offense. Uh, and, you know, I, I've maintained that I think that it's good enough. Um, but the margin for error is just a lot smaller. Like you can't make mistakes like having this miscommunication with Sky Moore. It looks like Sky Moore stopped running the route and just throwing one of the worst picks of, of your career. And it might have looked worse based upon what Sky did after the game. Patrick Mahomes said it was his fault. They need to be on the same page. But what does this mean to me? I, I just I know you can go up and, and dig individual scores up and look at the Chiefs winning ugly and, and all that. But if you know you're being real with what the team is right now that level of faith that maybe like you used to have with Patrick Mahomes, just based upon how the offense was built, where it's a one score game and he needs to go down and do something miraculous. There was this feeling, I think in previous years that it just was going to happen, right? Like the chiefs are going to have that Mahomes magic. Someone was going to step up and make a play. And I just don't feel that in my bones anymore when they get the ball late in the fourth quarter. 
And that might just be a year thing where they're going to load up on the offense uh, in the off season and it'll look a lot different next year and you can get that back. But it, it seems to me like the chiefs have to win by playing almost the complete perfect game. And yeah. for years and years, I think we got used to the idea that if the chiefs were going to lose the opposing team needs to, to play this perfect game. Uh, but right now it's the chiefs. Like if they make mistakes, especially against potential contenders, like I just was describing, like the green Bay Packers are, they don't have a lot of room to throw a possession away. They don't have a lot of room to fumble a football or, you know, take a penalty. I mean, I know that's a whole other thing that we can get into is the, the officiating. Um, and so is the team good enough to win a title? Sure. Um, is the margin for error uh, lower? I would say it's much lower. You know, if you make a mistake, it, they just are not good enough to overcome that. I totally agree with you. And I think, there's been a lot of finger pointing over the last 12 hours or so since last night's game. And, you know, I, I'm not here to point the finger and say that the Chiefs aren't going to win a Super Bowl this year because uh, Chris Jones held out in the offseason or because they gambled on the wide receiver room and that gamble has totally blown up in their faces right now. Like, Going into the season, I understand the expectation every year for this team is Super Bowl or bust when you have Patrick Mahomes, when you have the level of success that they've had in recent years. Like, that's just the way that it works in the NFL. It's not about, you know, looking towards the past and reflecting on the things that you've accomplished. It's always, what can you do for me now? And it's really hard to put together Super Bowl caliber rosters year after year. And this season, the Chiefs cannot make mistakes, and they made mistakes last night. And you're at a point where you're just you're hoping the offense can put together enough just to get you to the finish line, and the defense has to be elite on a weekly basis. And now we've seen two games in a row where the defense isn't quite elite enough to get you to the finish line. But then you know against the Raiders again, you're you're playing a team that's just not nearly as talented as you. And the Green Bay Packers are a talented team that it deserves to be in the playoffs and I think would be a fun team to see in the NFC playoffs. That's really on the rise right now. So it's just there, there, the margin for error is, you know, the, the offense basically has to be perfect whenever they get on the field because they're not getting as many opportunities as they used to. And now we're seeing these other, these opposing teams deploy these game plans where they're like, well, just keep them off the field, limit their possessions and test the defense. And, that's a recipe for success. And we've seen that in back-to-back -back games now, and the Chiefs have to make adjustments here moving forward with uh, a massive game against the Buffalo Bills on tap, which the Bills are coming off of a bye. It's probably going to be the healthiest that they've been uh, at any point this season. And they're fighting for their playoff lives after losing a couple of really tough games here recently. So it's going to be an interesting week as we continue to follow everything along. But I want to get in the injuries from last night because I think that's, really the biggest thing that we should focus on. And it's not like, I don't want to spend a bunch of time talking about the offense and talking about the struggles because that's ever, that's not nothing new from what we've seen right. all season right. long, but these injuries are, are something that could really impact things here. Moving forward. Drew tranquil leaves on the first drive of the game after taking uh, a knee straight to the helmet from Packers running back, AJ Dillon. He's in the NFL's concussion protocol. That, could be something uh, really worrisome for them here moving forward. I know they activated the window for Nick Bolton to come off of injured reserve. So maybe he's available this week against the Bills. That would be absolutely huge for the Chiefs because if you've been following it all this season, it's become much tougher to clear the NFL's concussion protocol in a single week. So 
I would just plan on Drew Tranquil probably not being available this week. Maybe there's an outside chance that he clears, but it has become really tough to do that in, in a single week in the NFL's concussion protocol this season. Donovan Smith also does not come back out in the second half. Wanye Morris uh, replaces him. He's been dealing with a neck issue, and, and it seems like he's just really banged up right now at this point in the season for the Chiefs veteran left tackle. And then Brian Cook suffers what appears to be a serious ankle injury, but it was reported this morning by ESPN's Jeremy Fowler that uh, it, it does not appear that Brian Cook broke anything. He did not suffer like a season-ending ankle injury. Uh, so it seems like there's some positive news there for Brian Cook, the Chiefs' second-year safety, who was really having a big season and a huge impact for that defense. So it seems like maybe these aren't necessarily serious long-term injuries for the Chiefs coming out of Sunday night football, but it's still very banged up coming out of this one, and it's not really where you want to be at this point in the season when you're trying to fight for a significant playoff position. Yeah, I actually I'm, – I'm pretty shocked about the Brian Cook news. I know that Jeremy Fowler of ESPN is well-connected, and, and, and his reports are, are good, but based upon the, the look on the, the replay, it, it sort of looked like Cook's – foot was mangled um and maybe that was just like an illusion with maybe the shoe came off or, or whatever but great news to hear that because it it seemed last night you know when i think everybody went to bed that it, it seemed like a certainty that he was going to be done for the year and, and even if there's potential of getting him back for a postseason run or, or whatever it is uh that's better news than what we thought it was last night i mean whenever you see a player riding a cart in tears uh that usually equates to being done for the year but it doesn't seem like that's the case which is a huge break for Kansas City. Agree on Drew Tranquil. Uh, hope hope that he recovers fast. Uh, he's had a, a great year. Uh, you know, one year in Kansas City, he's really grown to, to love the Chiefs. He's been very important with Nick Bolton out. Uh, now I, I wonder if the Chiefs were maybe being patient with Bolton. They they kind of say to him, well, this is your second week of practice. We're, we're going to have to throw you in the mix. And maybe it's with that club, like we see sometimes, Steve, where you, know, you have an injury recovering and it's in a place where you can play with a, a hard cast. And I tend to think that's what we'll see, uh, especially if, if if Tranquil can't go. Because, you know, it, it's the theme of the conversation we're having today. Chiefs need need all the help they can get, and they, they can't really afford to lose another game if they do want the number one seed. And the number one seed is important because – it's it's the buy. It's the buy factor. It's basically a playoff win, more so than than just the honor of being the top team in the AFC. And you know they're going to need a little bit of help, and in the process, win every single game the rest of the way. And so, I think Bolton probably for me is somebody that that tends to play uh, against Buffalo. And then with Donovan Smith, it, you know I I hate to say this about a player, like I, it's not like he's been particularly excellent this season. And yeah. so. One of the benefits as you're trying to do this year in and year out um, as far as build a, a, a franchise that can potentially be a dynasty is you need to see if younger players can do it. And so if there's one like long term benefit, which, you know, in the last stretch of the season, you're not always uh, keeping in the forefront of your mind. But if there's a long term benefit, it's seeing if Wanya Morris has developed enough to the point where he can be your starting left tackle next year. And if Donovan Smith continues to have neck injuries, there's no reason to play him. When he was dealing with injuries in Tampa, I mean, he just wasn't the player that he was when, when he's healthy. And it's not like he's been that outstanding this year. So you, you see what you have uh, in, in Morris if if he, he's even limited. And something was happening. I don't know if it was a kink in the neck that did not allow him to go. And we'll have to see where he's at on the injury report when we, we get to Wednesday. But I, I think Morris Morris has, has shown that he has some some still some room to grow um, on that sack. But he also showed, a, I, I think, that – 
he could do this job on that long run by Isaiah Pacheco a few plays earlier. So really interesting part um, of what has become the 2023 campaign. And I'm curious to see if Morris gets the nod, but uh, you're right. Uh, it's one thing to lose. Losses are going to happen. I don't think anyone predicted the Chiefs to go undefeated this year, but you never want to see injuries and the injury bug kind of caught the Chiefs last night. Yeah. And Donovan Smith, uh, you know, he started the season. Okay. Like being a, a serviceable left tackle for the chiefs, but he has really struggled lately. And I just wonder how healthy he is at this point. And at his age, he's got a lot of miles on, on him after his time in Tampa Bay. So it, I, I think it is a positive thing. If the chiefs find out if they have something in one Morris moving forward here. And I think that's a, that's a big, uh, positive for the Chiefs offseason when they've got to make a lot of the decisions uh, about this roster moving forward. But that's certainly something to monitor uh, ahead of Bills week as we check out the Chiefs injury reports this week. And we'll hear from Andy Reid later on this afternoon. I would imagine he's not going to have much of an update on the Chiefs injuries. We'll probably get a lot more of that on Wednesday and get some info on how some of these guys are doing and what things are looking like uh, ahead of their week 14 matchup. But uh, talking about the playoff picture and just the implications of last night's loss as of right now. And this is with Jacksonville taking on the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night football tonight. So this could still change before we really turn the page to uh, week 14 for the chiefs. But as of right now, the Miami dolphins are sitting atop the AFC with the nine and three record. The Baltimore Ravens also at nine and three, the number two seed and Jacksonville, if they take down the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night fo- football, they'll improve to nine and three. And so that puts the Chiefs at number four in the AFC right now. Um, I I think what works in the Chiefs' favor, P, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot made this week uh, about, you know, maybe Patrick Mahomes finally having to go on the road in the playoffs. I also think this is like, you know, if they do somehow put it together, I'm not super confident right now, but like if they somehow put it together and Mahomes does all this on the road in the playoffs, like it just adds another chapter to an already Hall of Fame career. But I would prefer to them to play at Arrowhead in the postseason, obviously. Uh, but I, I think what really works in the Chiefs' favor is that the Dolphins, Ravens, and Jags all have pretty tough schedules moving forward, and they all have to play each other. Like Miami plays Baltimore, Jacksonville plays Baltimore. Like the Ravens got to win those games. Like all three of those teams right now that are ahead of the Chiefs in the AFC playoff picture all have to play each other. And, and so, and they've, and they've also got other tough, tough matchups on the schedule. So I think this could still fall in the chiefs favor, but they really got to start putting some things together and they really got to go on a run here and finish the season strong. Yeah. Every time you, you try to start predicting wins and losses, you, you can get yourself into trouble. Uh, I tend to think if the chiefs were to win out, they got a really good chance of winning the buy even still, but it it's, will the chiefs win out, right? Like, because we can get past the Buffalo Bills. And I know how this works, Steve. If the Chiefs were to win against the Buffalo Bills, everybody's back on board. Everybody's saying they're going to run the table. Everyone's watching these other teams to lose. And then, you know, the Chiefs throw up a stinker against the Las Vegas Raiders, and they suddenly lose. Like So it's a matter of, of taking care of business yourself and then seeing if it comes back to you. I, I agree with you on the Dolphins and Ravens. Those two teams, if you really look at their schedules, they have at least one more loss built in. I, I feel confident about that. The team that worries me is the Jacksonville Jaguars, because if you really look at the rest of their schedule, it's Cincinnati tonight. To me, that's a win, right, with the way that the Jacksonville Jaguars have been playing. Cleveland, a little tougher, looking at one of the better defense in the league, if not the, the best defense, but I still got the Jags in that one. You have Baltimore, Tampa, Carolina, and Tennessee. 
if the Jags were to be able to get past Baltimore and win those three games in a row, Bengals, Browns, and Ravens, and then you're looking at playing the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Titans the rest of the way, just feel like they they probably, even with having to play this extra game tonight, um, have the, the best control over this thing. Um, the, the one that sticks out is that that night game against the the Baltimore Ravens, you know, as you were mentioning, because the Ravens are vying for it too. So um, not to look at it, look at ahead, but I just think because of just the way that the schedules fall, uh, Jacksonville has the best opportunity here. But again, it, it's one thing to say, oh, they should win all these games. Another, another thing to go and do it. I, I've watched this a lot of times. Like if you're looking for positivity this morning, um, I covered this, the, the Chiefs team, I believe it was 15 where they go one and five uh, and everyone thought it was over. Uh, everyone was actually across the parking lot watching the Royals and no one, you know, I think we had three people at the press conference in Kansas city. This was in the outlet phase. Uh, and they were, they were just saying, like, if we, we can take care of business here, you know, this thing could potentially uh, come back to us with, with how the rest of the teams play. And then, you know, they rattled off 10 wins in a row and made the playoffs. So uh, anything can happen. Uh, stay the course and, and we'll see how they do against the Buffalo bills. But I, I still think there's an opportunity here as so long as they're able to turn this around, win the rest of their games um, where they're going to put the pressure on these other teams that do have control of their own destiny right now. Yeah, it's going to be tough, and it starts this week with the matchup against the Buffalo Bills, and you know we already highlighted it. This Bills team is on life support right now, and that's a team that views themselves as a Super Bowl-caliber team sitting at 6-6, six and six, and just had a lot of bad injury luck for Buffalo this season. Uh, a lot of things just kind of not falling their way. Like It's not too dissimilar to the chiefs season really like I, I think the chiefs are still a better team than buffalo right now but buffalo has had a lot of bad luck this season and they can still go on a run here as well the afc is absolutely wide open so you know i i still have faith that the chiefs will turn this thing around but it, it's gonna have to start with this week against the buffalo bills and it really feels like pete like this chiefs team like i i know they already beat the dolphins uh but and I know they already beat the Jaguars early in the season, but you know, here in recent weeks, losing to the Eagles, losing to the Packers, it feels like the Chiefs really, really need a, a a just like hallmark win, like something they can point to and say, you know, we were down, we were struggling, but we rallied and we finally put everything together and, and it finally clicked on both sides of the ball and, and we took down the Buffalo Bills and, and basically tanked their playoff chances. Yeah, I mean I I've kind of been alluding to it like we're I know how this is going to go. We're in for a week of panic in Kansas City. I mean, all the radio shows are, are going to be questioning the front office and the offense. And I, I think a lot of fans will be you know, writing their comments on our site and, and tweeting. And, and you know, everyone will kind of be up in arms about how the year is over. And, you know, we get to a week from now, if the Chiefs knock off the Buffalo Bills, everyone's back on board. Um, it's just how, how it works. Uh, you love the passion in Kansas City, but it's a very up and down feel. Uh, the losses feel extremely significant here, and and you know I think for the for the cities where football matters the most, Kansas City being one of them, uh, you know you understand that people feel like you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Andy Reid, you should win every week. And so, uh, you know I, I understand it, but uh, again, uh, you're able to turn the page quickly. You lost an NFC game, you could go and win an AFC team, uh, AFC uh, game. Uh, you both need it. The Bills are coming off a loss themselves. Uh, they, you know, we talk about how the Chiefs need to win the rest of the way. The Bills need to win the rest of the way. They don't have any more 
room for error. If they were to lose another game, especially to an AFC team, they're done. Uh, and so you win that game, and I think it changes the perception of what you have left because uh, the Chiefs, the rest of the way, if they can get by the Bills, the rest of the way, you know, they have the better team. It'll be just a matter of everything that we say every week, Steve, if they don't make mistakes, um, which isn't a given anymore, but we'll see. I mean, I think they can really reverse their fortune if they're able to pull out this one against the Bills. Yeah, the Bills uh, are going to bring their A game to Arrowhead Stadium. Right now, the Steelers, Colts, Browns, Texans, and Broncos all ahead of the Buffalo Bills in the AFC playoff race. So they've got a lot of work. Uh, I expect the Kansas City Chiefs to get their best shot uh, this Sunday in Week 14 as we turn the page here. But Chiefs got to figure some things out this week, and we'll have all the updates for you at arrowheadpride.com. Again, we'll hear from Andy Reid later on this afternoon, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. Uh, you can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I'm Steven Serta. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Uh, we will be back later on this afternoon with some fresh marinated takeaways on the next edition of the Arrowhead Pride Editor Show. We'll talk to you guys then.